Hello friends, welcome back to Music Attic. It's been a long time, but we are back and I wanted to kick off a new year with a new to me band that I just found a week ago. The band is Lotus Thief and the album is Orestia. Lotus Thief is a band from San Francisco that was formed in 2012 by lead vocalist and lead guitar woman Bezalith. Lotus Thief blends aspects of doom metal, black metal, post-rock, and ambient styles of music into one giant machine of sound and emotion. Bezalo started the band with the intent to write concept albums about ancient texts like the Egyptian Book of the Dead and the Roman De Rerum Natura. Lotus Leaf has also done work around Aleister Crowley's Book of Lies and Homer's Odyssey. Now, let me put this right out front. I have never heard any of the names I'm about to talk about in this episode in person, so please forgive me if you are a scholar and I am butchering them. Also, there is not a lot of information about the band themselves, so I'm pulling together threads of what I've found. So with that out of the way, let's dive into Orestia. This album was written and performed by what Bezalith refers to as five composers. This is the first time that Lotus Leaf has used a full band of musicians to write an album. Lotus Leaf was originally a duo, and to perform live, they would bring in musicians. The album's name is Orestia, which is a trilogy of Greek tragedies written by Aesiculus in 5 BC. It tells the story of the murder of King Agamemnon by Clytemnestra. <laughs> Clytemnestra. The murder of Clytemnestra by Orestes, the trial of Orestes, the end of the curse on the house of Atreus, and the pacification of Arrhenius. Did you get all that? Yes? Great. No? Also good. No need for a history lesson here. Just wanted to get the general idea out for you. According to the wiki, the principal themes of the trilogy include the contrast between revenge and justice, as well as the transition from personal vendetta to organized litigation. Orestia originally included a story at the end of the trilogy called Proteus, which is widely believed to be tied into Book 4 of Homer's The Odyssey, but all but a single line from Proteus has been lost through time. Alright, enough learning. All this information is available to you online if you'd like to learn more about the source material. Now let's get into my review of the album. I'm actually listening to it in the background right now, so if you hear a little racket, that's what it would be. Excuse me, sip of whiskey time. Alright, the opening track is Agamemnon. It begins with a reciting from the original text of the play, and then turns into some very nice, almost Middle Eastern guitar picking, which then molds into some very beautiful singing from lead woman Bezalith. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's either Bezalith or Bezalith. It starts building into some more distorted guitar playing, which eventually leads into some heavy riffing and drumming. All of this is overlaid with Bezalith's beautiful vocals. The whole 8 minute track is very haunting and gives the listener a pretty good idea for what they are in for through the rest of the album. There are some black metal style vocals peppered in through the song as which is the case for the whole album, but Bezalus clean vocals really take center stage here. The end of Agamemnon ends with a transition into Banishment. The entire album moves seamlessly track by track which each, with each song ending with how the next song begins like one beautiful movement. Banishment is an atmospheric transition track which helps the listener get ready for the next song. 
Normally I'm not a fan of transition filler tracks, but I feel like the transitions on this album are needed like movements between acts of a play, which is exactly what the band is going for, which in no way makes these filler tracks to take up album space. This whole album literally plays like the play, Agamemnon, or I'm sorry, uh, Orestia. Track 3 is Lib Libation Bearers. This was the teaser track the band released in anticipation of the album. <laughs> album, yeah, yeah, album. One listen to the song and you can figure out why. This, in my opinion, is the strongest track on the album. This features another strong vocal outing from Bezalith. Very nice echo effects on her vocals here with some almost choir-like singing behind her. Really driving guitars and drumming keep the song moving forward and really help carry Bezalith's vocals. If it wasn't for the black metal vocals around the 5 minute mark, I would almost dare call this a straight up power metal song. At 5 minutes and 45 seconds to the 7 minute mark, I lose my mind. This is one of the most powerful and beautiful minutes in music that I've heard in a very long time. Everything swells into what I can only describe as pure emotion that I can feel in my chest every time I listen to it. And I have listened to it a lot. I don't remember the last time I've rewound a section in the song so many times in a row. The ending of the song peters out into some pretty synth work that I can only describe as reminding me of 80s pop ballads. Track 4, Woe, opens with deep synth growl and turns into what I can only describe as air-like droning. This is an atmospheric track that could easily fit into any sci-fi soundtrack with big soundscapes. This really fits nicely into the album as a whole. It feels like the album is taking a breath after such a powerful song as Libation Bearers before it grits its teeth and takes you on the next ride, transitioning into track 5, The Furies. Again, we open with disembodied chamber vocals from Bezalith. This is underlined by a simple bass drum beat and some picking of the guitar. This carries on for two minutes when the song explodes into heavy synths and double bass drumming. At the four minute mark, there is a very powerful black metal vocal section. The song ends with more clean vocals and double bass drumming. Track Sick is a one minute transition track called Reverence. Not much to say, it's, it's just a soundscape. Track 7, Sister in Silence, so, try to say that 20 times fast. Track 7, Sister in Silence, sounds like it could be on the Blade Runner soundtrack. Violence playing over a growling synth drone carries the song two minutes deep, then turns into a power ballad. I can see this being released as a single later. This to me is a straight up 80s power ballad for a minute and a half, then turns into something along the lines of a song from Dark Throne, then back again with clean string instruments and vocals. The last song, The Kindly Ones, is Bezalus singing over synths. There is no drumming or guitar work on this track, just orchestral style synth work and clean singing. I feel it is a beautiful way to end the album. The album is 8 songs, 38 minutes long, with 3 transitional tracks that equal out around 6 minutes. You heard me say the same things over and over again while trying to explain this album to you, but that is because that is exactly what this album is. It is harmonized, reverb-driven, echoing clean vocals over orchestral-style synths, drums that sometimes get into double bass territory, and occasional black metal screams. Excuse me, whiskey time. <sighs> Yum. Lotus Thief accomplishes what they set out to do here, and that was set a single mood and style for an entire album. There are no hard stops between tracks, everything flows perfectly into one another. 
like watching a play or listening to a play. This album is best listened to in its entirety with no interruptions around you on big speakers or headphones. This is not background music. Lotus Leaf demands your attention with this record. Best played at the highest tolerable volume. I recommend the track Libation Bearers to listen to to get the best idea of the record. This album also, after I wrote this, I listened to it again, really paying attention because I had thought to myself, huh, they never repeat any sections of a song. You know how a song usually would go verse, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, verse, bridge, chorus, blah, blah, blah. This album, every song changes through the whole song. There are no go back to part A, go back to C. It's all different through the whole thing. And I really, really appreciated that. I thought that was a really cool thing to do. So, I hadn't heard of Lotus Leaf a week ago, and I'm already diving into their catalog after writing this review. This album is beautiful. Gazela's singing is powerful and gorgeous. Now for the bad. I only came across a couple issues with the album through the time that I have spent with it. For one, it might just be my hearing, but I feel like the master volume for the whole album was turned down some. When I listen to a song from a different band, then switch over to this album, I'm finding myself having to turn the volume up way louder. And not just because it sounds fucking awesome, but because it sounds too quiet. Again, that could just be my ears, but I, I really honestly feel like the volume on this is turned down. My second issue with the album is a product of my own selfishness. I felt like the record could have used one to two more tracks. When I'm listening to the album, all of a sudden it's over. The 38 minutes fly by pretty fast. Technically, the album only has five whole songs on it, with the other three being transitional. It's kind of jarring. It just ends. It really could have benefited from another couple songs, but again, it's not my art. It's not my product. And she probably felt like she didn't need any more to go along with it. So who am I to judge that? All in all, I give this album an 8 out of 10, and I'm putting it on the board for potential candidates for top 5 albums in a year, even though this is the first album I've reviewed so far this year. Grab a bottle of wine, whiskey, or your favorite quote-unquote tobacco product, sit back, turn the lights off, and crank this record. Thank you for sticking around, everyone. I have some ideas down the line for some new things I'd like to try this year, and I'm going to try and stick to a pretty consistent release schedule. The first episode of What the Fuck Is is being released next Saturday. I'm excited and nervous as well to uh, see what kind of reception that show format is going to get. I have a few more ideas for What the Fuck Is besides this first episode so if you guys hate it let me know if you guys love it let me know or more than likely nobody's gonna let me know and i'm gonna record the fucking thing anyways uh i'd also like to dip my toe into some music news going over some of the major news outlets you know your metal injection and rolling stone stuff like that uh i also wanted to go over maybe some of the uh, top whatever lists, you know, Kerrang! does top what top 
new metal bands of the early 2000s, top blah, blah, blah albums of this time period, la, la, la. Um, I think I'd like to go over their list and create a list of my own next to it and compare. I think that might be a fun thing to do. But my most anticipated project, I'd really like to start a Twitch stream of uh, throwing a record on, old or new, doesn't matter. Uh, you know, have the camera on the record player, blah, 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 microphone on it. And I would be able to sit and talk to you guys about the record as we listen to it. One of my favorite things to do on this planet is to talk to people about music. Hence why I started the podcast. So I, I really feel like that would be a cool outlet for me to try. Anyways, thank you again for sticking around. It's been a long time and I apologize. Uh, life just has sucked this last year for both Will and I. I don't know how much Will's going to be able to join me this year. But we're going to do our best. Like I said, I'm going to crank out as much content as possible and uh, keep to a fairly consistent schedule. Some weeks there might not be anything, but I have some family problems right now that involve uh, my mother and her health, so I have to get up and go at a moment's notice. Anyways, I don't mean to feel, talk to you guys about that bullshit. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as Music Addict Podcast and email us questions, concerns, and complaints at musicaddictpod at gmail.com. Thank you all. Love you.